0: phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax if you cancel credit stop and balance unrequired required finance agreement may be due contact us qualifying credit consumer plan required see details at tmobile.com
2: blog talk radio
3: Just say uh, Rastafari, I love you. Jump make the blind man see, jump up and feel high. it the lame man walk, make all the dumb start
4: talk.
3: Let me hear be one, as thou have a heart in I, and I in the eye, that they may also be one in I and I, that the world may know and believe that thou hast sent I, and, I. and the glory which thou gave us unto I and I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I and them, and thou in the eye, that they may be made perfect in oneness, and that the world may know that thou hast sent I, and has loved them, even as thou hast loved the I, the I, the
2: ready or not, you're gonna get a shot of this good red-hot black African love. If they and hand them are pure and clean, ice, like cold and green, black African no. love. ready or not, you're gonna get a shot of this good red-hot black African no. love.
3: Make the sick get well Redeem the wicked from hell Wanna make a deaf man ear
2: I'll
3: make the careless a
2: kiss Oh, Lord, baby Come now, oh, people Let's gather me I listen world well, here In word, the world of Rastaman, I've come to sing to you It's a time that truth must prevail. World is weeping and a wailing into a national peace and honor hell. And that will come on you, and you, and you too. So, if you're ready or not, gonna take a shot of this red hot yeah, African love.
3: Make the blind man
2: see,
3: jump up and feel irree, come make the lame man walk, make all the dumb start.
4: Up.
3: As the father has loved thy and I, so I have loved the eye. Continue ye in jalo, And if you keep the amount, You shall abide in Jalo, even as I have kept my father's commandments. And abide in his
4: love
3: These things have I spoken unto you That I and I joy might remain in you And that your joy might be made full. For this is I and I I'm that you love one another As I have loved you For greater love has no man That he should lay down his life Even for his friends Ready or not You're
2: gonna get a shot Of this good red hot Black African love Come to the field Get away from the beach, and to the east, Black African love. To be ready or not, you are gonna get a shot of this red hot Black African love. African love.
1: Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D, and tonight we have Brother Robert X, also known as The Wizard, out of Chicago, Illinois, and he was with us last week, uh, and he talked about the movie uh, Now You See Me, and uh, gave us a lot of informative information about that and about the Four Horsemen Um what is going on now, things that the so-called mainstream media is not going to tell us. And so tonight, uh, he's going to give us some more information, and he's going to talk about the uh, movie Alexium, uh, that uh, he's going to give us the metaphysical meaning of what they are saying in that movie. Now, when Brother um, Robert X come on, uh, they always start to mess around and shoot virus everywhere and so uh, you have to bear with me because um, I'm trying to pull him up I see you uh, Robert X on the line and I'm trying to pull you up and uh, so just bear with me don't hang up just hold on and see can I get these niches out that they have sent here uh I'm trying to pull him up here. I tell you, uh, technology—they always shooting viruses and and uh, Robert X told us that before. um, How they do when he's coming on Uh, somebody and I mean and he has gave us a lot of information. But I never got attacked like I did last week uh, on that show. So he must have been giving us some kind of information, uh, some valuable information that somebody didn't want us to hear about uh, because they really started shooting all kind of virus and things, and they're still doing it this week. And so uh, just bear with me, and I'm going to see uh, if I can get Through this I might have to go And get on another Computer but um, Let's see what Happens here Uh, And it is true that um, They are telling us things And you have to be able to Look at things and hear things uh, More deeper in your Metaphysical eye Your third eye uh you have to hear things. It's a lot that's going on during this time here, but it's it's not it's how you look at things. It's how you approach things so it's not all gloom and doom that is going on. It's a lot that is going on at this time and so as as long as you is are up on what is going on and see, you know how to maneuver. You know what moves to make and how to make these certain moves here. So just bear with me. They're messing with us tonight. And uh, let me see what I can get up here. What can I pull up here? Uh, Let's see. Are we here? Hello, Robert. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you good. I just reconnected.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, uh,
1: you know how you know how they do when you uh, when you come <laughs> around, they start shooting viruses everywhere.
0: Sister, you would not believe, and by the way, hotel to you and and the family. You okay. would not believe some of the stuff that they do. Um, uh, even on um, mainstream radio, when I used to call in, the lines would just go dead. So, I mean, it's been going on for years. It's, it's not anything new. And, you know, at times I just laugh at it because I know we're in the national security state. And these right. people, in fact, monitor every single thing that we do, and they will interrupt your programming. if You know, if you mm-hmm. are saying anything of any significance, as a matter of fact, I would be disappointed if they didn't do what they do. We are making them earn their money. Most of the time they just sit back and listen to other people's conversation. Uh We are making them earn right. their money this evening. So that's how I see it. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and we have some people uh, that is involved that do want the information to get out. So you got a group over here that's, sabotage, and then you got some another uh, group over here that's trying to fix things and keep us on the air. So uh, it's a lot going on, but it's all good, as they say.
0: That's right. And, and Sister, you, you're absolutely right. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, I'm sure everybody can feel it in terms of the things that are happening uh, with the government uh, with this so-called shutdown and all these other things that are looming. And I don't know if you recall, uh, but I told you that there is no such thing as a government shutdown. Let me give you and the listeners an example. How can you have a government shutdown uh, in a debt ceiling, these are their words, when in fact on a monthly basis the Federal Reserve gives these same banks that they've been bailing out for the last five years more than $80 billion every single month? Uh, just to keep the economy afloat. That's the only thing that's keeping it going. Uh, the Somehow the debt ceiling, which doesn't even uh, approach this uh, level of capital, is being put out there as if somehow it's the thing uh, that's going to cause the government to shut down when, again, there's no such thing as a debt ceiling when the Federal Reserve can print up money and give these banks $80-plus plus billion dollars every single month.
1: Mm-hmm. So do they have to pay that money back? Because, you know, that's a corporation uh, giving another corporation money. Are they loaning them the money? Are they giving them the money?
0: I'm going to quote Beat Nuts, uh, uh old school hip-hop group. It's off the books.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All it's right. straight
0: off the okay. books, and there's no discussion to any degree about it. And, again, we don't expect the mainstream media to discuss these things like they're not going to discuss one of the consequences of the so-called shutdown. Uh, If you understand uh, what would happen to you in the event that your economic viability got uh, shut down, uh, if you were bankrupt, you'd have to sell off your assets. That's called privatization today. Uh, And the other consequence of that happening would be that your value and the value of your assets would decrease. The asset that this government has, uh, or the assets, are numerous. But the one thing that I think that this thing is really all about, besides implementing austerity, uh, which is what it's really about through the super committee that they don't even say in, they don't even mention that name anymore. Uh, But that's what's behind all of this. But I think there's a real good possibility. And if this happens, uh, everybody beware. There's a real good possibility that that they're going to remove the dollar uh, as the currency of choice because it's going to lose its value if the government defaults on this loan. The currency Hmm. will drop immediately. There's no discussion on this, and I'm surprised that there's not, or to my knowledge. Let me put it like that. I know the economists, some of the major economists, they're, they're aware of this, but most of us only see it in terms of link cards. Not being applicable And you know government outlays In terms of social security and those kind of things But I'm telling you uh, They really want to come at social security They've been trying to figure out a way How to get at social security without anybody being blamed And that's why They came up with the super committee uh, They got to get it out of the way Because that's a major government expenditure So that's the thing behind this thing That they don't want to talk about Hmm
1: Wow. So yeah. that's why uh, they've been buying up all the gold and putting all these gold places on everywhere, trying to get the gold out of Ike and Mike hands so you won't that have anything to bargain with.
0: That is correct. And, you know, they just had a major clampdown on BitCom recently, which is another major alternative currency. It's currently floating around, but the way they try to neutralize that was to say it was being used to launder drug money because you can't track it. It's too difficult to track. So they are trying to put now, it out is, of business. Is,
1: is this paper money? What what kind of money is that again? It's,
0: it's e-money. It's called Bitcoin.
1: Oh, okay. It's, okay.
0: It's really electronic money, but like okay. gold. That's my understanding of it is uh, they don't print up more than is going to be used so that it it maintains its value, unlike the dollar. The dollar is printed up at will with absolutely nothing to back it up. I think Bitcoin okay. is a legitimate uh, coinage, uh, so they only produce a certain amount, which means it maintains its value. And as long as people are willing to use that as a medium of exchange, it is legitimate. So the government is coming at it.
1: And I also heard uh, a person was talking about you can get this gold and small and grams, and they got it like inside of a credit card, and you can purchase that instead of using your currency, your paper money. Have you heard anything about that?
0: No, I wasn't aware of that, but you know, that's good news. Uh if if you can get it.
1: I mean uh, if it's if it's real, who knows if that gram of gold that they have embedded inside this credit card is, is real gold.
0: Yeah, and, and that's really interesting sister because you know, we gotta understand all of the precious metals markets are controlled by the same people that control the banks and the currency. hmm So really the market doesn't dictate the value of gold and silver or any of the other precious metals. It's the people who basically set the price on a daily basis. That would be Rothschild, Rockefeller, et cetera. They control the gold market. They control the precious metals. They control the coal and the diamonds. So, you know, we can try to get around this thing in terms of uh, trying to come up with... Uh, uh, other ways of dealing with gold and silver as the means of of exchange, but we got to be always aware that they control that too. They they're the ones who pulling it out the ground, so they dictate the value on a daily basis, and therefore they can determine what the price of it is going to be. That's why you've seen it drop, uh, perhaps what somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty to forty percent in the last year, mm-hmm. because they're manipulating the price. Are these some evil bastards, sister? I I could I couldn't say it any other way, but but you know I don't want to get too bogged down in that because I think uh, this ride we're going to go on tonight uh, in dealing with this movie Elysium, the ecology of fear, is going to be quite interesting and for people to really evaluate uh, how that movie got to the point that it was, uh, and and how we are right on the edge of implement, implementing uh, this particular system as we speak. And it didn't just start today. It happened some time ago. But I must, again, sister, to compliment and thank all of your listeners who sent me emails and one brother in particular just to show you that uh, they're not just messing with us on the phones. I've tried to tell people they've been not just messing with my snail mail, my regular mail from the post office, but they've also played havoc. With my email sometimes I can't even send out emails. Uh, one brother okay. in particular, and there was there were several people, I think three people, that if I had uh, uh, erased my spam instead of going through it, which I am wont to do, uh, you know, when I have a lot of it because I've been busy this week, uh, had I erased the spam and not gone through it, I wouldn't have seen these brothers' names in it one of them in particular who wanted me to call him, but I just got it today. I just went through it today. I was going to erase the stuff. And I'm just gonna okay. say Baba, Baba, brother, I just got your email. It was in my spam. I will be contacting you tomorrow afternoon. So look for my call tomorrow afternoon and I hope you're still available. Uh sometime after one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So and the other brother I appreciate the donation. I haven't had a chance to leave today because I've been locked down, Uh, so I will take care of that tomorrow. Uh, And and then the other brother, I appreciate, you know, you sending me the stuff with the movies and and that kind of thing. As a matter of fact, sister, one of your listeners, uh, this is quite interesting, he sent me a nice, very well-written email pointing out that he was an extra on the movie set of Now You See Me.
1: Wow! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So was he aware of the uh, message that was in the movie?
0: He said he found it quite interesting to listen to the program uh, and to listen to how I outlined it and how he began to see so much of the things that I was talking about in the context of the movie, and he agreed with my analysis of it, as if if I'm not mistaken he points out that he went to, uh, I think, some web page where he saw a similar analysis of what I was talking about or something to that effect. I just got it today. So okay. Uh, okay. I'm just letting these people know that, you know, I really appreciate your listeners, sister, and uh, I'm going to do everything within my power uh, to uh, make sure I get them nice packages uh, sent to them. But uh, and We and appreciate
1: one you and we thank you.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, you're not going to believe this. Speaking of mm-hmm. messing with you, mm-hmm. i got to go back here for one second to two articles that I dealt with. This is going to blow your mind. If anybody that's in the chat room or that's listening, I want you mm-hmm. to go to this website, pull up this article, and watch in amazement and be, be aware that I have uh, went to this website a good half a dozen times. Prior to going to your show Or or, or dealing with the information On your show I go back there this time sister After your program And the entire uh, 20 plus page article Has not been deleted As in the case of Voice to Skull I'm not sure if I mentioned that But the website for the U.S. military Dealing with Voice to Skull technology Has been deleted
4: This is scary,
0: sister. This one is really scary. They didn't delete the website. They basically, it's like some five year old took crayon and scratched every word of that 20 plus page article out, left the pictures, Mm -hmm. but removed all of the data.
1: Wow! But well, that's you what see they do. when you have type when you have top secret. That's what they do. They take and, and and black out all of the information, line from line. So that's what they do.
0: This is bizarre. It's almost like a five year old did this. The the first wow. article that I cited is was 440 hertz a conspiracy to detune us from natural 432 hertz. Uh, right. That's an excellent article. You can find it on WhyDon'tYouTryThis.com, WhyDon'tYouTryThis.com for August the 4th, 2013. If you scroll down to the bottom of that page, you'll see articles that you might like or sources. One of the sources is one of the other articles that I highlighted, and it's entitled, The Rockefeller Foundation's War on Consciousness, through imposition of 440 hertz standard tuning, okay? Okay. Now, when you pull that article up, Mm it's going to shock and amaze you. You are not going to believe what you see. Someone has gone to that website and intentionally scratched out every word of that article Mm. and left the pictures right there. I've never seen anything like
1: that. you must be touching a nerve uh, or you have really uh, got hold to something because funny, you've been coming on for years, giving us information, but now they just, uh, it just seems like they putting in all, I mean, it's like they have stepped up the blockage energy uh, more so than they have before.
0: Well, you know, sister, I, I think you're right. And, I was talking to a sister earlier today, and I kind of told her that, you know, it's really amazing uh, how people who have begun to come around me for the last couple of years uh, who were heavily involved in electoral politics, and once they begin to get into metaphysics and literally experience the same things that I'm experiencing, they are right there to see it in real time, so they know this stuff is real. Uh, They've kind of moved away from the electoral politics thing Because now they see this thing for what it is And that the only power that these people have over you Is the power you give them And that once you cease to acknowledge them Your leaders Then they cease to be effective In dictating anything to you Mm -hmm. And we need to get that serious I mean serious consideration In light of the fact that these people manage themselves. How are they possibly yeah. gonna manage us?
1: And, and and if it was that easy for them to do what they've been trying to do for for uh with us, don't you know that they would have been done it. That's right. So that lets no you know it. it is not easy.
0: No question about it. And, and when we got things like this, now, let, let me give you another example. This is my own as well. Now, I know I, one of the brothers from the last form uh, uh, kind of, you know, walked off with my book, one of my books accidentally, which was cool. I hope he read it or copied it or whatever he wants to do with it. If it's going to save him some money or, you know, increase his database, it's all good. So I just told him that I'd take it up the next time we see each other. But I, I, I didn't uh, get to this one little pamphlet written by historian par excellence, uh, good Dr. John G. Jackson. It's a 32 page, or the 36 page pamphlet entitled The Pagan Origins of the Christ Myth. The Pagan Origins of the Christ Myth. And as last uh, week's form basically will move seamlessly right into this form or uh, this particular conversation, I want to read this to you, and then as we go through, through Elysium, you will see connections in terms of the four horsemen that we dealt with last week. And this particular little passage by this black man, Doctor, degreed for days, master historian. These are the people that I consider master historians. Uh, he writes this little pamphlet, and it says this on page 29. If I can just read a little bit of this here. It says here, the Myster- In ancient Egypt, the sun was worshipped by the God. Uh,
1: uh, Robert, Robert X.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, start over again, cause you we we did you kind of left us for a minute. Start start okay. over.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm all right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is John G. Jackson. The title okay. of the book is Pagan Origins of the Christian Myth. Okay. Pagan okay. Origins of the Christian. Myth. And you can't talk about Black history and leave doctors or brothers like this out of the mix. This is how. Profound and renowned he is uh, for those of us who've been around for a minute and and, uh, are into his works. By the way, for those of you who may want to get another one of his books, I just happen to have right here. It's entitled Christianity Before Christ. Christianity Before Christ, okay? That too is by uh, Dr. John G. Jackson. So that's just two of his works uh, that you can go and get that will kind of aid you in your research. Uh, to find out who who we are and what our capacities are as well. But he says here on page 29, the mysterious doctrine of the Trinity loses the character of mystery when we consider its origin. In ancient Egypt, the sun was worshipped as a god. Since there can be no life without sunlight, the sun was recognized as the creator of life. And since without adequate sunlight, living things uh, wither and die, the sun... was regarded as the protector or preserver of life. An excess of sunlight destroys life, so that the sun was also known as the destroyer of life. The sun, considered in its three aspects of of creator, protector, and destroyer, was indeed a trinity in unity. Solar and stellar symbolism in the apocalypse, we read of the four beasts and the four horsemen when we learn that the beasts are zodiacal constellations and the horsemen, planets, we get a much clearer perception of the matter. They go on to say these animals were the constellations that were situated at the four cardinal points of the zodiac 5,000 years ago. They were Taurus the bull, representing the vernal equinox, Leo the lion, representing the summer solstice. Scorpio the scorpion, uh, representing the autumnal equinox. And Aquarius the waterman, representing the winter solstice. In the Bible, the eagle has been substituted for the scorpion. They go on to say the first horseman is a conqueror, armed with a bow and wearing a crown and riding a white horse. This is the planet Venus. The second horse is red, and on it is a warrior with a sword. The red planet is, of course, Mars. Now, sister, do you recall mm-hmm. who I said rode the red horse?
1: The uh, America United States.
0: That is correct. Where is the United States talking about going? What planet are they getting ready to go and land on in the next couple of years?
1: They're about Mars.
0: You got it. I, I just find it quite interesting. But they're going to say, Mars was worshipped by the ancients as the god of war. And did, ain't that the designation we gave them? Yeah. Then they're going to say, the third horse is black, the planet Saturn. And I know, sister, you've probably seen the white boy. I don't know how legitimate this is on uh, Project Camelot. And Anybody can just Google yeah. this. You've seen that, pointing out well, that no, they I have. Would- Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. No, well, they point I, out. I just. Uh huh.
0: They point out in the video that they have uh, photographs that they have documented evidence of black people entering and leaving the planet Saturn's rings,
5: hmm.
0: and that these black people, these beings, are. At least seven feet tall, according to the testimony of this uh, elderly gentleman, who <clears throat> appears to be connected uh, to the establishment from top to bottom. Okay. You can Google that, okay, and it should come up. I know it's on YouTube because it was, uh, of course, it had the U- YouTube stamp under it. Uh, that was on Project Camelot, I think, is it, it, it the uh, 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 the people who was interviewing him. Uh, so. <clears throat> And, you know, I've been focusing on that planet Saturn for quite some time since, you know, I became aware that they had that six-point star hovering over the planet, which I considered the mothership uh, back in 2010. And I'm still saying that's the mothership. So I didn't know anything about the black people. And, of course, you might remember uh, Asada Shigura pointed out, as we dealt with the number 13, that Saturn was, in fact, the black planet. Mm -hmm. So, so, a lot of these things are coming together, but well, let me finish this little piece here up. It goes on to say, the third horse is uh, black, the planet Saturn, and his rider holds a pair of balances aloft. The balances may be emblematic of the zodiacal uh, constellation Libra, for the sun was in that constellation when day and night were equal, as though weighed on a pair of scales. The fourth horse is of a pale complexion, pale green or blue-green, the color of the planet Mercury, and astrides him sits death. Babylonians built their temples in seven stages, each of a different color representing the sun, the moon, and the five planets visible to the naked eye. At that, And they're talking during that time. They go on in closing by saying this. The sacred monogram, Chi, C-H-I, Uh, Hyphen Rho R-H-O So called uh, because composed of the Greek letters Chi Which uh, has a value of X And Rho which has an alphabetical value of P Is of Egyptian origin Chi Rho was the emblem of the Egyptian god Horus Thousands of years before Christ So notice Queen We've tried to tell people that the technology, particularly the internet, and when we look at robots we I think we should understand that the internet is a robot without movement. I'm gonna say that again. the internet is a robot without movement, and that the robot, the only thing that separates him from the or it from the internet is that it has movement. But the principle is exactly the same. And you see that in the movie Elysium. As we get into this, uh, I'm sure everybody will begin to see the similarities in terms of looking at at a computer not just as a stationary object, but look at a, a computer as a mobile robot. And then you begin to understand the ramifications of entering the net because it's already beginning to dictate speech and decide what speech is acceptable and what speech is not. That that begins to be writ very large in the movie Elysium where the robots uh, will punish you as they did uh, the lead character, Max. Based on his thinking, it was dictated. By his vibration, because the robot pick up vibrations based on sensors, sensors. So the computer is pretty much the same thing, okay? I just want everybody to understand that. So, yes, sister, uh... There's some real strange stuff going on. I keep saying that, and I keep running right into the middle of it. I'm just, uh, let's just say, happy that I'm able to uh, be in the middle of this thing, and to, you know, perhaps break things down so that people can easily understand what's going on around us. Because as I said, uh, Elysium didn't start in 2013. Elysium goes back at least. well, actually, it goes back beyond that, but our starting point is going to be late 80s, early 90s, and you will begin to be able to see it uh, with the coming gated communities, and particularly in LA, where Elysium takes place, uh, you'll see it surrounding the Rodney King beating. Okay? Uh, okay, that's when things begin to change in an accelerated manner, and for anybody. Uh, based on our conversation last week, who don't think that these people will, in fact, create false paradigms for you to think you're seeing something, and you're not. Uh, and I'm talking about the Boston bombing and uh, Sandy Hook and a host of other things. Some of some of this we'll get to tomorrow, particularly that beheading in London. Uh, that, too, is a part of this whole Elysium construct. Uh, We'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, But for anybody to think that this stuff is not real, I'm going to take you back to the middle 1990s when Bill Clinton, uh, one of the most infamous, nasty, him and his wife, uh, human beings, if they are in fact human, to ever disgrace the planet. These are social degenerates, okay, Uh, who have contacts, Uh, with very shady characters, which is how they made their money, and they used those contacts politically and through the police apparatus to intimidate and bogart their way into the elite uh, strata where they were nothing more than poor white trash down in in, uh, what I call the narco state, Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, you don't get no backwards in Arkansas with all due respect to the good people in Arkansas. Uh, but they all knew what was going on down there, so the media made sure that they didn't go down there and ask nobody, no questions about anything that was going on in Arkansas because the people just might tell them. And uh, in, in, in disregarding the fact that these people have police hit teams running around killing people.
1: This is yeah. real. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. And they stand before people and tell you how you should live your life laughing and grinning. I mean, it's unbelievable. But uh, I would suggest that people go back and pull up the movie, Wag the Dog. If you don't think Hollywood will give you a false portrayal, okay, Uh, or that the government would produce phony war, uh, go back and pull up that movie, wag the dog with Robert De Niro playing a major role. James Carville was in that movie, okay? And the movie basically deals with a phony war being constructed to hide an affair by a vicious president. I think the president was played by John Travolta. The movie is very interesting. Guess what, sister? At the very beginning of the movie, you see Bill Clinton hugging Monica Lewinsky in the movie before the whole Monica Lewinsky thing breaks. Mm, Wow. (laughs) I got
1: to go back and look at that
0: again. (laughs) It is unbelievable. So this is what I'm trying to show people, how Hollywood and politics have teamed up to create your reality for you. You literally can't believe, nor should you believe, nine out of ten things that you watch on TV has no basis in reality. I'm talking particularly so-called news. It's all a Hollywood production. All of it. And that once you begin to move away from that, you begin to notice that the fear that's instilled in you through those poor vibrations coming from these programs off television where the average group of black women, if you want to create a discussion to show you how the programming works, walk among a group of black women and mention any reality TV show and you can start a whole 12-hour discussion. They can tell you every single thing that's going on in every single one of those reality TV programs. I can't tell you jack, sister. I couldn't tell you one character, and I ain't going to try. I am not going to try. The the point is the programming works. And for anybody who thinks that the programming don't work, go and try to adjust your reality by turning it off and see how long it takes you to move totally away from the television. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, sister, that's that's my little spiel, uh, but it, it's gonna get better, uh, cause, and I say it again, if we get out this mess that we're in, it'll be because of the sisters, uh, not the brothers. And I've said that long before I, I I knew anything about the black woman being the first god on the planet. I've said this going back more than twenty some years, and that the white people understand it. So they have, in fact, recruited, trained a whole group of Negro women who have moved totally away from being black. These are economic entrepreneurs who just happen to be in the political realm to enrich themselves, just like the males did, the black males did before them. But they understand that we're heading into a new paradigm, and you're going to need that feminine principle. And so that's what they've done since the early 1980s. They've trained a whole cadre of Negro women. And they just go, just like they used to do to Negro men, pull them out of the Negro fields and stand them up in front of black people and tell black people what to go where to go and how to think and the whole bit.
4: I mean, it's really
0: something else, sister. You'll find them, you know, hanging on the, the coattails of Al Charlatan and, I don't know their names because I don't watch it. I just know that they're out there because I can feel them. I can feel them. So be aware of that, people. But let's deal with Elysium and just what this thing really is, sister, because the current movie paradigm, to me, has never been more accurate in terms of uh, today's social landscape. And I'm talking about things like homelessness being criminalized. If you can just, just picture that in your mind. They've moved the jobs deindustrializing the country. People lost their homes based on the gangsterism of these banks. And now people are in the streets do no fault of their own. And the government in dealing with this has decided to criminalize homelessness and will lock up people who attempt to feed homeless people. I mean, you look, you can feed homeless animals, but you can't feed homeless people. You're considered a criminal. But Elysium takes place in 2154. But it's really taking shape right now, sister. And as I said before, it's been under construction since the at least the 1990s, but I can actually go back and show you circumstances all the way back to the 70s when this thing was really being put in place. And, of course, I must reiterate that the coup d'etat in this country actually took place in 1963 with the murder of John Kennedy. That's the beginning of the coup d'etat. For the Jewish takeover of the country. Okay? Yeah. But let me just give people an idea of what this term Elysium really means. Because I can assure you, most people just took the movie for face value and accepted that Elysium was this circle within a circle With a five-point star intersecting both circles, uh, hovering in the ionosphere, which is a place where the elite live free of death, fear, sin, or anything else that may be uh, of a negative consequence in terms of their particular lifestyle that they've chosen to live based on their economic condition. It's... Much more than that. If you pull up this article from the uh examiner for August twelfth, twenty thirteen, it's entitled Elysium Uses Sharp Visuals and Energetic Action to Hammer Home Familiar Things. Okay? Uh this is August twelfth, twenty thirteen, the examiner. It says here very quickly, it's the year 254. Earth has become tragically overpopulated and incapable of providing the quality of life some of the more privileged members of society like. Anyone able to afford this given passage to Elysium, an orbiting space station that comes with a promise of better living through advanced technology. No more sickness, no more war, and no more crime. The people of Earth are forced to live in poverty. However, Max, who is Matt Damon, learns he has only five days to live. He sets out on an impossible mission to reach Elysium and cure himself based on the technology that Elysium has, which makes death obsolete. They go on to say with Elysium, the director sets his sights on immigration. And the extreme indifference a more wealthy nation feels for the less fortunate who live outside their borders. That's why I mentioned about them locking up homeless people. Mm
1: -hmm. They're going to
0: say the film shows how life is on Earth and then on Elysium and how they differ. The parallels are obvious in that all the poor and destitute citizens being of Latin descent and all the rich people on Elysium being white people. Now, what's interesting about this is Elysium takes place in Los Angeles. Over the past 15 years, there's been major uh, blowups between blacks and Hispanics in L.A. Yeah. Such that blacks have basically been removed, for all practical purposes, from the areas that they've been in for many years, and those areas now are inhabited by Juan Valdez and the boys. Okay? Right. Uh well I call them Juan Valdez, not out of any disrespect, but I don't know their names. I could say Hispanic, but they don't accept that either. And so if they want to get mad at me for using a little humor a little humor, uh that's cool. But I don't I don't hate the Hispanics. Uh I understand that they've been ran out of their country based on the same bankers who basically bankrupted the peso in the 90s with uh, Robert Rubin uh, being the treasury secretary coming straight out of Goldman Sachs and basically taking orders from uh, uh, Chase Manhattan Bank to make sure that if nothing else, you put Mexico in a privatization mode by basically bankrupting the peso, allowing major corporations to come in and buy up the assets of Mexico. Same game that they're doing in Greece, same game that they're doing in Detroit, same yep. game that they get ready to do all over the country. Yeah. So uh, this is real. Uh, Elysium is no joke, and it didn't just come out of nowhere. Here's what they say in this article. It's entitled, uh, let's see here, uh, Parables in Space. Parables in Space, uh, Elysium 2013, is from the website uh, Jesus dot com. How about that? HollywoodJesus.com. dot com, and this one deals with the metaphysical aspects of Max in Elysium, the uh, Matt Damon character, who basically, well, I'll read just a little bit of it, and it'll become clear how they aligned him with Jesus. And then they align them uh, later on. No, not in this article, but in another article. They go on to put him together with Neo in The Matrix. Okay? But they go on to say this. They say, this film is a parable about the impact of laws regarding immigration and an argument about health care for all. It's a look at the distribution of wealth, and an understanding of what it means when we divide the world into class systems. Words like undocumented and citizen get thrown around here, almost to the point where this seems more transparent than District 9. In the world into which Jesus Christ was born, the religious leaders and the teachers of Jewish law held that there were certain mandates that one must adhere to, In order to be right with God You'll hear this from many of the Hebrews Uh, They were based on Jewish law But they had been twisted And taken to the extreme That they had become law unto themselves These leaders saw their interpretation As a right and a privilege And Jesus' teachings threatened the status quo As he preached about outsiders Who would be insiders in the kingdom of God Jesus paid the price because he died on the cross for his sins of the world, allowing that everyone would be welcomed by God. Max lives in a world where finances determine who is welcome in the kingdom, that's in quote the kingdom, where outsiders are held down and exiled uh, farther and farther from paradise. But Max's code, which is the information that he carries within him, is the only thing that can change it. And by his sacrifice, everyone can be made an insider in that orbiting kingdom. His actions bring that paradise to earth. So they're basically saying his sacrifice is akin to Jesus dying on the cross. And all through the movie, and I hope uh, some of your listeners can kind of think back to when we, we point out things like the music being used to dictate, your mood And that when you hear certain music It automatically influences Your vibrational level Okay <clears throat> And that In the Superman movie It was quite clear That they wanted you to see Superman As Jesus Complete with Superman Wearing a beard Okay, Looking just like Jesus or The white Jesus anyway uh, Well in this movie The violins are working overtime to make sure that they use, now check this term out that they use, sister, sound effects. And I want your audience to just resonate with what that really means, sound effects. When they want to touch your vibratory level or want to manipulate your vibration in a particular manner. They will put things that they call sound effects. I don't care if it's laugh tracks or or dogs barking in the background. You don't see them because they are deaf. Those are sound effects put into the movie to basically affect your vibratory level or your feelings, your emotions. And it works. Yes, it does. Be, you'd be hard pressed to find a movie that don't have sound effects. Okay, that's done not by accident but by design. This next article deals with uh, Elysium's relationship to the Matrix. It's from the same website, HollywoodJesus.com. dot com. The title of it is "The Matrix and Psychological Oppression: The Matrix and Psychological Oppression." Uh, Elysium 2013 Now they say here Very quickly In Elysium The privileged Live in an orbiting space station Utopia where everything is perfect Crime free and disease is eliminated In earth below It's desolate Humans who remain are worker drones Afflicted by overpopulation Disease Pollution Etc This status quo appears threatened when factory worker Max DeCosta gets cancer and seeks a way to break into the utopia to get himself cured. The utopia has anti-immigration laws backed by Secretary Delacorte and her henchman, Kruger. They go on to say, Morpheus reveals to Neo that his whole world is a drug-induced coma engineered by sentient machines who want to keep the human population out of it. Their privileged status keeps the majority of the humans in the dark, but the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar and their fearless leader threaten that. There's Judeo-Christian imagery around Neo being the one, leading a rebellion against the machines powered by the strong ability of his mind. Okay? So here they are already equating Matt Damon, Max DeCosta with Jesus. So you'll note that they put immigration front and center in this movie. And healthcare front and center. In this movie, where the top of the old boo-boo agenda, as you and I speak, sister, is Obamacare, which is sending shockwaves through this country as we speak. And the other thing that he wants to get through so he can get to the next thing is immigration. That's next. Right. So it's no accident, metaphysically speaking. That you see these things highlighted so prominently in this movie is all propaganda designed for you to elicit a certain response. Okay, this is from Wiki Wikipedia. I almost said WikiLeaks. This is from Wikipedia. One page. I mean, just the the uh, front, uh, the just the first page of it is really applicable. It doesn't really tell you a whole lot in there. It uh, just repeats much of what we've already talked about. But in this particular uh, piece, it says Elysium explores political and sociological themes such as immigration, transhumanism, health care, and class issues. Uh, the health care, I mean, I'm sorry, the transhumanism and class issues are only being scratched on the surface now because many of those things in terms of them manifesting uh, in front of our eyes are not going to be really main issues until the 2020s. In the 2020s, class divisions and transhumanism based on the elite being able to purchase things that will extend their lives and this Obamacare that people think uh, is going to enhance their uh, ability to get, quality health care, your health care will still be dependent on what level of the health care system you exist at based on what you can pay. All they've done is say everybody going to pay something now as opposed to poor people getting free health care. They're going to have to pay for it. That's the only difference. But they wow. go on to say here, very quickly, that Elysian citizens live in comfort comfort and safety surrounded by robotic servants and regularly use man-sized medical devices in their homes that keep them free from disease called med phase. Med phase, where you can have any disease known to man, you get inside this, this technological contraption, and it will basically cure any disease that you have, rendering death obsolete. Okay? Now, now it gets to be a little bit more esoteric. Now as we begin to look at these people able to extend life indefinitely for themselves, while the vast majority of the human population wallows in squalor and abject poverty on the planet, with L.A. being a primary focus and no black people in L.A. And you can count the black people in the movie on one hand and have some fingers left over.
4: Mm.
0: Because they are pushing the Hispanic ideal in terms of them being assimilated into this culture. Just like they pushed the black ideal in the 60s based on the Civil Rights Movement which was Uh, really an entree into establishing uh, the pretext for allowing the Hispanics uh, to become integrated into this culture which they are not uh, and are not going to be. This article is entitled What is Elysium in Ancient Greek Myths? What is Elysium in Ancient Greek Myths? It's from the website Wiki.Answers.com And here's what they say here Now they begin to get a little esoteric They say It is a place where heroes go When they die In Greek mythology And they have the option of being Reborn Also if they choose to stay In Elysium They have the best treatment The equivalent of heaven. Now, sister, if Elysium is looked upon as heaven, what do you think that would make the elites who live there? God. That stands the reason, don't it? Right. And that's exactly the position that the elites in this country are moving to. Case in point, off the subject but on the subject. Uh, uh, the people who single-handedly since the early 1980s wrecked the educational system in this country and by their own admission, you can Google it on, um, just Google Melinda Gates on, uh, 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 speaks on public television, okay? Melinda Gates speaks on education on public television she'll come up, okay? Okay. And what you'll see is her sitting there apologizing for wrecking the educational system that we now uh, see being uh, recreated in terms of what's called common core, common core, which is nothing more than the privatization or the takeover of the school system and the the brains of your children by corporate America where everything is being privatized in the school system. Yeah. So I tell people if your if your son or daughter comes home with them uh a Nike swoosh or McDonald's logo branded in their heads, don't be alarmed. That merely means that they are now a property of those particular corporate structures. Because those are the people that control the schools. So they're producing in those schools what they need to help uh, further their corporate bottom line That's where we're heading here That's true That's true So uh, That's why this article uh, It says this is a place where heroes go When they die in Greek mythology And they have the option of being reborn But they also choose to stay, stay in Elysium They have the best treatment Of the equivalent of heaven And of course if you just stay the sister They see themselves as God this article right. expands on that whole notion because what this particular article does in terms of Elisha is it talks about the US basically preparing to go to are you ready for this? Mars. Now right we we dealt just a few minutes ago with the red horse uh representing war uh which represents the United states uh so representing the planet Mars now, this particular article from uh dictionary reference com dictionary reference com it says this: Elysium also called the Elysium field the abode of the blessed after death, any similarly conceived abode or state of the dead, any place or state of perfect happiness, paradise, and an area in the northern hemisphere of Mars appearing as a light region when viewed telescopically from Earth. Here we got Elysium basically serving as an entree into the Mars dynamic where the United States and Obusu have already announced that they, in fact, are going to land next on Mars. Okay?
2: Here's what's interesting as well
0: about that system. People can Google this. There have been very prominent people. Come out and stated quite clearly, more than once, that they were part of a scientific experiment using advanced technology to, in fact, go to Mars, and that Barack Obama, as a young teen, was one of yeah. those participants in that program. Yeah, I read that. So uh, don't discount things. So readily today, because I 'm at the head of the class, I don't know enough to discount anything because I'm seeing things that' just blowing me away, and everything that I used to put over there and say, "Oh, that was just you know I deal with that later on, something else got that that's no longer the case. You got people doing stuff in your face that makes you just scratch your head." pornography, along with uh, pornographic behavior on the part of LGBT, has become a part of the social norm. If that don't make you scratch head, none of this should. With preachers who've been railing against it for over 100 years in terms of the black church, now have decided to open their gates, their, their pockets, and in many cases, their drawers, because they're in the closet. To these people who practice this lifestyle Because they've been wanting to come out For a long time One of the uh, Other articles points this out Now you know in that last article They mentioned mentioned the island of the blessed So of course I've never heard of the island of the blessed Because I'm not a, A Greek historian But I had to go and look it up Since they referenced it And it says this This is from Dictionary.reference.com as well. The Island of the Blessed. It says, islands in the ocean at the remotest western end of the world, to which the souls of heroes and worthy persons were said to be transported after death. They make reference to it also being called Hesperides, H-E-S-P-E-R-I-D-E-S. And then they go on to to uh, 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 kind of give it a little definition uh, by saying Hesperides lands uh, were lands where the souls of heroes and good men were taken after death. Okay. Then, and it gets even better, we run into this article explaining Elysium, and I I know some of your listeners probably in the chat room are saying. Damn, I didn't know it was that much stuff written on Elysium.
1: I'm using
0: half of what I pulled down, just to let you know. This is half of what I pulled down. It's not all of it, because some of it is just too repetitious. But they go on here to say, uh, this is from, uh, uh, let me see here. Oh, I can't. T-H-E-O-I theoido dot com. Or you can just pull up uh, the title uh, Island of the Blessed, semicolon Greek mythology. Island of the Blessed, Greek mythology, or semicolon Greek mythology. Here's what they say here they say the Elysian field was the final resting place for the souls of heroes and virtuous men. The ancients often distinguished between two such realms, the Islands of the Blessed and the Lethean, L-E-T-H-E-A-N, Lethean Fields of Hades. The first, also known as the White Island or the Islands of the Blessed, was an was an afterlife realm reserved for the heroes of myth. It was an island reserve. It was an island paradise, located in the far western streams of the river okeanos and ruled over by the Titan King Kronos, or or Rhadamanthus, Rhadamanthys, R H A D A M A N T H Y S, who was the son of Zeus. The second Elysium was a netherworld realm located in the depths of Hades, or hell, beyond the River Lethe, L-E-T-H-E. Its fields were promised to initiates of the mysteries who lived a virtuous life. The gods of the mysteries associated with the passage uh, of initiates to Elysium after death include Persephone uh, and others, I won't even name their names, uh, but particularly Persephone Iacos, who was the equivalent of Hermes or Dionysius. And by extension, sister, which they're going to leave out, but I'm going to put in, Thoth. Okay? <laughs> These people, anyway, they go on to say, when reincarnation gained currency, the two Elysian realms were sometimes tiered. A soul which had thrice one passage to netherworld Elysium would with the fourth be transferred permanently to the islands of the blessed to reside with the heroes. Elysium was an evolving concept. Homer knows of no such realm, Homer being one of their famous uh, writers, uh, Greek writers of Greek mythology, while Hesiod and other poets speak only of a paradisal realm reserved for heroes and that Roman writers combined it to Elysia, uh, the realm uh, of the virtuous dead and the realm of the heroes become one and the same. Finally, this article, I think, explains the more humane aspects of what, Elysium represents before we get to our analysis of this and bringing both last week's uh, discussion on the four horsemen and Elysium together uh, in a nice little package so that people uh, can see the relationship between both this particular article, which is probably one of the best. In fact, uh, brother Daisy will love this. Uh, I got it from truth out, uh, Truthout.org, one of the most infamous left-wing uh, at I can't sh- and website. okay?
4: Truthout.org.
0: But in this case, I have to give them credit for an outstanding article in terms of the analysis of it. It's entitled Elysium, When the Elite Ruling Class Makes Hell on Earth for the Masses. When the Elite Ruling Class Makes Hell on Earth for the Masses. They say here, Elysium, or the Elysian field, is a conception of the afterlife that evolved over time and was maintained by certain Greek religious and philosophical sects and cults. Separate from the realm of Hades, admission was initially reserved for mortals or related to the gods and other heroes. It expanded to include those chosen by the gods, the righteous and heroic, where they would remain after death to live a blessed and happy life and indulging in whatever employment they had enjoyed in life. In his movie Elysium, it is not reserved for the dead, but for the very super, super ultra rich who survived the dead zone for everyone else that their policies have created on earth, which is what we see going on right now, sister, Uh, these people could give a care less about the safety uh, or well-being of the people. They've got these hyped-up steroid-oriented cops who come straight from the battlefield and still have that same mindset that if you don't worship what they say, they'll crack your head in what they term swarms. This is what the police call themselves now. Ain't no more Officer Friendly. In the movie Elysium, Officer Friendly is a robot who reads your every vibratory level to to determine how he's going to treat you. Okay? But they say here, the cops are vicious, violent automaton. Max's parole officer is a sappy automaton. Homeland Security is ever present. The Defense Secretary Delacourt, who is Jodie Foster, who, as I pointed out last week, was one of the first uh, Hollywood stars to come out the closet as a female. Okay, Jodie Foster uh, it's no accident that she plays a role, according to this article, reminiscent of Dick. Cheney, and yes, that was a play on words, because <clears throat> her sexual orientation makes <clears throat> it appear as though she has one,
4: All so right. it's
0: no accident that they put her in that role as a very conniving, scheming, male-oriented character who's the defense secretary on this artificial construct called Elysium because in real life she fashions herself as Dick Cheney. She uses working class traitors to help her keep the working class oppressed. Then there's workplace reality. Unions are long gone. No occupational health and safety regulations. Minimal pay for dangerous work. The boss of it is seated in a sealed container overseeing the shop floor. This is the boss of the place where uh, 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 Max works. As a matter of fact, when Max is exposed to hyper levels, uh, deadly levels of radiation, At Armacore, Armacore, they say this. The factory, I'm sorry, not Armacore, Armadyne Corporation. That's the corporation that Max works for. And when Max uh, gets an interruption in his machine, he tries to go in and clear the machine per his supervisor's instructions or be fired. And when he goes in there, he... uh, Uh, removes the obstacle, but the door closes and exposes him to deadly radiation that would normally be reserved for the robots, who are the police that are being manufactured at Armadine Corporation. So they say that uh, Armadine Corporation provides space habitat, robots, and most of Elysium's weapons. Max grew up as an orphan. Then they go on to say this. Which is extremely important, sister. They say when a caravan of illegal immigrants from Earth attempt to reach Elysium, Secretary of Defense Jessica Delacourt Jody Foster activates vicious mercenary Kruger on Earth. He works on Earth as a sleeper agent, and orders him to. She orders him to shoot down the shuttles that are leaving Earth uh, uh, to get to Elysium because the Hispanic gangs run by a guy named Spider, right, he's running the uh, the Mexican mafia for all practical purposes, and his game is to uh, steal people's identities that are on Elysium uh, stamp them on uh, people on Earth, and smuggle them on the planet Elysium so that they can become or or appear to become citizens when they're actually not. But here's nice. what's important. They go on to say here that Elysium Secretary of Defense Delacorte activates vicious mercenary Kruger, who works on Earth as a sleeper agent, and orders him to shoot down the shuttles in a covert mission. Disapproving of her methods, Elysian, Elysian President Pateo reprimands her, reprimands her, and Kruger is fired. Delacourt, vowing to protect Elysium in her own power, convinces Armadine billionaire John Carlyle to write a program that can override Elysium's central computer and make her president. She offers to guarantee renewal of Armadine's defense contracts for the next 200 years.
2: Carlisle
0: agrees to the coup, and after creating the program in his office, he encrypts it and uploads it to his brain for safekeeping until his return to him. Now, Armadine is really core. okay? Okay. And it's no accident that the CEO of Armadine's name is Carlisle. They're talking Carlisle. about the Carlisle Group. Right. Okay? And that they used Dine Corps mercenaries as well as Blackwater to do covert operations all over the place and still doing them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this And sister That ain't the half of it Because I told you And I told your listeners Metaphysically Things happen That I can't explain Today I received this article It's entitled It's official Dr. Dre sells out to the devil Okay You can find this at Rebel Hip Hop, RebelHipHop.com, RebelHipHop.com. And here's what they say. They say Dr. Dre sells out to the devil, the Carlisle Group. All right. It's assumed that hip hop moguls like P. Diddy, Jay-Z, and Dr. Dre have long ago sold their souls for riches, but it's rarely done in public the devil remains concealed and the artist can plausibly deny that he sold out. But recently but recently in the clearest case of a rap artist selling out and to who, Dr. Dre sold almost fifty percent ownership to the Carlisle group who invested five hundred million into Dre's one billion dollar company called Beat. Now, sister and family, you got to ask yourself, what the hell does the Carlisle Group need with a $500 million investment into BEATS unless the BEATS have other relevance in terms of activating slash suppressing vibratory levels of the people who are listening to them. Right. Right. I hope Mm. everybody's following me. I didn't look for this article. It came to me today from the ether. Okay? Mm. Didn't know it was there. Wasn't even looking for it. But when you become aware, These other levels of existence that go on around us on a consistent basis, it is not difficult by any stretch of the imagination to go within those realms and access that light that exists all around us. And in some cases, invisibility. In other cases, darkness. And in case of the new movie that came out, I haven't seen it yet, but I am going to see it online as soon as I can get a good copy called gravity because I'm saying,
4: yeah,
0: yeah, this is my analysis and haven't seen the movie because my analysis of gravity is that it's a melanated construct and that it too exists in that spiral paradigm, okay? That's my analysis of what gravity, which has never really been uh, given a uh, uh, a final uh, definitive uh, definition in terms of what gravity is. We know how it works on us, but we don't know what it is. I'm saying it is both a dark and light-oriented construct, but that being the case, It is also a melanated construct, which will perhaps explain why black athletes and black people in particular tend to defy gravity based on our melanin content more than perhaps any other group of people. Right, right. We tend to hang in the air when when we do certain things. We Mm -hmm. tend to jump higher, okay? Anything having to do with gravity Uh, we tend to be able to defy it a little bit more uh, than the other people on the planet. That's real, okay? That ain't no make believe. So there's another component to this whole thing, sister, and I know we're running out of time.
1: Uh, Uh, Let me see. You have 27 more minutes.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to get to the ecology of fear, which is, Equally as important uh, The ecology of fear Off the chain Written by this white boy Named Mike Davis Okay Now I ain't even got to the movie yet To my analysis But I think that what I'll do Is I'll go through the ecology of fear And then if anybody got any questions uh, We can take questions For the last few minutes And then tomorrow when I open up I'll go straight into Uh, our analysis of of, uh, uh, Elysium from what I saw, and you will be able to incorporate the articles that I've given in terms of uh, the research analysis, and then I do my own, which kind of blends all of this stuff together, okay? But we got this, this thing called the ecology of fear, okay? Uh, Right Written by Mike Davis Uh, You can pull this up online It may take some looking for uh, But you can find it Uh, I couldn't find my original copy It came out back in the early 90s In pamphlet form Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's called Beyond Blade Runner Urban Control The Ecology of Fear This is the basic floor plan This is the blueprint For Elysium. Okay this is this is based on Los Angeles in the 1990s directly and I do mean directly after the Rodney King beatdown okay and of course the LA riots where the police began to be transformed uh from that point on given powers that they never had before so in this particular uh a pamphlet under scanscape It deals with uh, people being socially engineered into private policing and not understanding that what's going on is a criminalization of the population and that uh, to stop uh, black migration, you had something called the Committee of 25 in, in L.A. who underdeveloped the riot area, and use eminent domain and tax credits to rede- redevelop those areas after urban removal. Okay. Right. right.
4: Right. And
0: then comes the whole notion of cul-de-sacs, those concrete barriers they put in the street, limit move, limiting movement, uh, and security control uh, street access uh, with the privatization of public space. They say here in this article. In the face of unemployment and homelessness on a scale not seen since 1938, a bipartisan consensus insists that the budget must be balanced and entitlements reduced. Refusing to make investments in the remediation of the underlying social conditions, we are forced instead to make increasing private investments in physical security. The rhetoric of urban reform is extinct. Rebuilding L.A., which was the mantra that they were using back then, simply means padding the bunker. A secretive emergency committee of downtown's leading corporate landowners, called the Committee of 25, responded to the perceived threat of the 1965 Watts Rebellion. Warned by law enforcement authorities that a black inundation of the central city was imminent, the Committee of 25 abandoned redevelopment efforts. They used eminent domain to raise neighborhoods and create a new financial core a few blocks further west, the city's redevelopment agency bailed out the Committee of 25s, sucking investments in the old business district by offering huge discounts on parcels in the new core. That's what's going on in Detroit right now. Yes, it keys is. Keys to the keys to the success was the physical segregation of the new core behind a ramp park. Of regraded palisades; those are like walls, concrete pillars, and freeway walls. A traditional pedestrian connections uh, were removed, and foot traffic in the new financial district was elevated above the street on petways, whose access was controlled by the security systems of individual skyscrapers. This radical privatization of downtown public space, with racial undertones occurred without public debate. Uh, they go on to say, last year's riots vindicate fortress uh, downtown. Uh, by flicking a few switches, the security staffs of the great bank towers were able to cut off all access to the expensive real estate. Bulletproof steel doors rolled down over street-level entrances. Uh, escalators uh, instantly stopped, and electronic locks sealed off pedestrian passageways. The boundary between architecture and law enforcement is eroded. The LAPD became central players in downtown design. No major project could take place or break ground without their participation, and in some cases, they exercise veto power. Work. Hmm. Video monitoring of downtown's redevelopment zone has been extended to parking structures, private sidewalks, plazas, and so on. A virtual scanscape, a space of protective visibility that defines where white-collar office workers and middle-class tourists feel safe downtown exist. Uh, the workplace or shopping mall video cameras will become uh, linked with home security systems Uh, personal panic buttons, car alarms, cellular phones, and the like, in a seamless continuity of surveillance over daily routine. Uh, Yuppie lifestyles may be defined uh, by the ability to afford electronic guardian angels to watch over them. They go on to say, and this is really interesting, tall buildings are becoming increasingly sentient and packed with deadly firepower. The skyscraper with a computer brain in Die Hard 1, which anticipates a possible genre of architectural antiheroes as intelligent buildings that battle evil or become its pawns. The sensory system of already already includes panoptic vision, smell, sensitivity to temperature and humidity, motion detector, And hearing, in other words, the buildings have five senses just like you got.
2: Some architects
0: predict the day when the building's uh, artificial intelligence security computer will be able to automatically screen and identify a human population and respond to their emotional state's fear and panic, and that the building itself will manage crises both minor while ordering street people out of the building or preventing them from using toilets and major, uh, uh, like, uh, trapping burglars in an elevator. When all else fails, the smart building would become a combination of bunker and fire base. When the Resolution Trust Corporation seized the assets of Columbia Savings and Loans, they discovered that CEO Thomas Spiegel had converted his Beverly Hills headquarters into a secret terrorist-proof fortress where elaborate electronic security sensors, a sophisticated computer system that tracked terrorist incidents over the globe, and an arms cache in its parking structure, Spiegel's office, in addition to bulletproof glass, an adjoining bathroom with bulletproof shower. In the event that uh, that an alarm was sounded, secret panels in the shower walls would open, behind which... High-powered assault rifles would be stolen. <laughs> then they go on to say this: This is definitely Kruger, who is the mercenary on Earth, paid by Delacourt. Uh, Jodie Foster slash Dick. Uh, she's hired by him uh, by her. He's hired by her to basically. Uh, deal with anybody who don't want to go along with the program on earth. This is under free fire zone in the same article. It says, beyond the scanscape, the halo of battles and ghettos surround downtown Los Angeles. Here in Boyle and Lincoln Heights and MacArthur Park are the ports of entry for the region's poorest immigrants in low-wage labor reservoirs for downtowns, hotels, and garment sweatshops. Just as in Chicago in 1927, this tenement zone where large numbers of children are crowded into small areas remains the breeding ground of teenage street gangs. Vibolized teenage violence now spills out of the inner ring. Into the olden suburban zone, the boys are now in the hood where Ozzy and Harriet used to live. MacArthur Park, once the jewel in the crown of LA's park system, is now a free fire zone where crack dealers and street gangs settle their scores. The LAPD are unable to keep track of all the bodies on the street. Uh, more affluent neighborhoods are left to their own devices. They have turned to Messrs. Smith and Wesson, slumlords with new laws authorizing the seizure of drug-infested properties, hire goon squads and armed mercenaries to exterminate crime. That's uh, uh, Cougar, okay. But this is okay. L.A. in the 1990s, okay? Uh, led by a six foot three, 280 pound soldier fortune named David Roybal, who is renowned the most landlords for his for his efficient brutality. Suspected drug dealers and other landlord irritants are physically driven from buildings at gunpoint. Uh, what do they call the? I haven't seen this TV program in years. It was called Something the Bounty Hunter? Bounty Hunter? Dog, I think it is. Yeah, that would be him. But of course, they glamorized them like they glamorized cops to make them acceptable when they came to your neighborhood. They say Roy Ball and his gang closely resemble the matadors who patrol Brazilian urban neighborhoods and frequently execute. Persistent criminals, even street urchins, for those of you who don't know, a street urchin is a young person who is homeless, who has to beg to make a living, and sometimes steal to eat. So what okay. they've done in Brazil is they have these guys who act uh, for the corporate uh, e- elite, but are not police, but who are given carte blanche. To kill these homeless little—I uh, don't know what you call them—gypsies, vagabonds, whatever you want to call them. I just call them uh, unfortunate youth in a system that keeps them in that condition. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. but that's what they have uh, uh, in Brazil today. So they go on here to say one of Roy ba- one of one of Roy Ball's competitors explains when somebody says something smart. We body slam him with all of his friends looking, handcuffed him. We handcuffed him and kick him. And when the paramedics come, we say, sue me. That's the attitude of the police that exists today, where we see them in swarms, absolutely violating, this is what's interesting, not just black people anymore. Because as long as it was just us, it was acceptable. Right. Now, Robocop has been programmed to swarm white people. And I'm telling you, sister, anybody that's taken a stroll on the Internet to take a look at police brutality, you see white people getting their ass whooped by police. I'm talking about 90-pound or weak white women getting slammed to the hard concrete. That used to be reserved for slick Rick. You know, and, and talking about the baby being slammed to the heart. well now uh white women getting slammed to the hard concrete by two hundred and eighty to three hundred and twenty pound uh sterocating uh Robo cops. All right. Uh this is what's going on. They go on to get deeper and deeper and deeper into this thing sister. in this particular article. I will suggest everybody get it because it's a futuristic look in 1990s and what really uh, was the foundational structure in terms of architecture and policing of what we know today or what we'll know tomorrow in the year 2154 uh, or 59 uh, as Elysium uh, where robots patrol everything on earth. And even Max's parole officer is a robot who senses his emotions and will basically extend or decrease his parole based on his vibratory level when he comes to see his parole officer.
1: Is that the one that uh, offered, try to give him drugs? Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: And they never mentioned what the drugs were, but I can tell you point blank, they were antidepressants. Uh, nine times out of ten, SSRIs, and we see that quite commonplace today. We just saw it with the young brother, uh, uh, Ariel. Uh, I can't remember his name. I just call him Double A, Alexis, the Navy shooter. Right. We just saw that, and we also saw the whole nature of vibration. And now he was talking about extremely uh, uh, low frequencies uh, being used on him to manipulate his behavior. Okay, mm-hmm. now we just saw that, and now here these articles are in the movie, basically talking about the, ro- the RoboCop and his. Uh, 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 I call him. I don't call a parole officer. I call a uh, parole bot. Okay, that's a good it's name for par- bot. Yes. Yeah. It's a parole officer that's really a robot
4: who okay. basically,
0: again, uh, they operate on sensors, and they detect your frequencies with these sensors, and they will either punish you or elevate you based on your vibratory level. And with that, sister, I know we're probably getting close to, to the end, so I'll open up tomorrow with my analysis of this thing, and we'll even go into Barack Obama's mama, uh, specifically uh, her role in helping to create uh, Elysium uh, along before we even thought about it. Because the gated communities, as I said earlier, actually started in the 70s when she was still around. Prior to that, you go back to the 50s, uh, gated communities were for the most part Few and far between And they they were For simply the filthy rich Now we've got whole yeah. Gated neighborhoods now Who have their own police forces And you'll find them in probably Every major city in the country
1: Yeah You're right
0: So I hope, I hope I've laid enough groundwork Here sister for people to understand Just how Elysium Came about And more importantly I'm going to try to give solutions As I always have As to how we can prevent Such a thing and one of the things That I definitely advocate advocate, And you can ask uh, Kwame uh, Who got 28 years For doing <laughs> what white politicians Have been doing And getting away scot-free For as long as I can remember They call it patronage and all kind of insanity and none of these white boys ever went to jail but somehow the black man who i'm not a fan of and i've been very critical of him
4: but Mm -hmm. there's no
0: way on this planet in all honesty does he deserve like jesse jr i can't stand jesse jr he's a very arrogant pompous i won't use the a word on him but y'all know what i want to call him just like his daddy uh who thought they were a part of this elite class, but only to realize that you can take the CL off the end of class, and that's how they really saw them, only to be used, okay? Only to be used at their beck and call to keep the niggas in line. And that black people ain't never going to be a part of this system. I don't care how much money you think you got. The first chance they get, they're going to take it back. They always have. And we've got plenty of history To document that And for those black people Who want to subscribe to some Mythological African American Because that's what that is That's a mythology Okay Uh, I submit That you go and check Lena Horne I submit that you check Eartha Kitt I submit That you check just about any prominent black in the history of this country who went a foul of white supremacy and didn't end up quickly back in the nigger column OJ yeah cuz they didn't learn their lesson there ain't nothing wrong with you being the best person that you can be but there's something psychologically fatal to you trying to be something that you're not and eventually that's what happens to you eventually it catches up with you and so with that sister, so if we got any calls uh, I'll take some calls and closing up and shut up oh
1: okay um, call three four seven two one five eight zero four one that's three four seven two one five eight zero four one and push the number one if you would like to speak to Robert X or if you have a uh, question or comment, we have about five minutes left here. Okay, I have someone from area call 571-264.
0: Yes, hello. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can. Yes, sir.
0: Hotel Brothers. Okay. How you all doing?
1: Excellent. Good.
0: All right. Uh One is the talk about the definition, but you already did that, so I'm going to move on to the other point, mm-hmm. which probably doesn't mean much, but I'll mention it anyway. There's actually a video game uh, called
1: Soul Calibur 5. It has a female character called Elysium in it, and it mm. actually sa- says things in it like, behold, I will
0: take you or I will lead you to the truth. So I just wanted to put that out there as well. Interesting. Quite Interesting. I'd never heard of that, but it would stand the reason because Delacorte has the biggest balls in the movie. She's Dick Cheney. And again, when you look at the characters on the planet, they exist in this metrosexual realm where the men and the women don't look like real people. They look like a cross between males and females. And of mm. course, anybody that's listening listening to me and beverly uh will have to uh will probably remember I pointed out that they've been in the lab for some time now creating a new species that's neither male nor female but is supposed to be superior to the current uh paradigm of humanity, and that they have no genitalia mm. wow, so wow. that's what I see these things. On Elysium, being they're far superior to to us, you know, sperm carriers.
1: Thank you, caller.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you, brother.
1: Again, the number is three four seven two one five eight zero four one. And uh, Robert X, give the people how they can contact you.
0: Yeah, you can uh, you can email me at mcc. R A Y R nine five nine nine at Yahoo dot com. And if I might, uh sister, I almost forgot to or did I did I plug the form with myself, Dale Blair and, and uh Professor Walker? No, Williams? you
1: didn't you didn't have all the information.
0: Okay. That's yeah. gonna be on Okay. And I will I'll make sure I forward you the flyer. Uh, okay. that I should get sometime this week. Uh, okay. But anyway, it's going to be on November the 2nd Okay. from 2 to 6 p.m., and if we have to go to 7 because we want the people to have extra time to question us. We don't want to hog all the time talking because all three of us can eat up that time, but we're going to make sure we allow an hour and a half for extensive discussion. Uh maybe even an hour and 45 minutes. If we have to go over, we go over. Uh, But we're going to have the amount of time so that people can have their questions answered thoroughly by all three of us. Okay? Okay. But that address, address? uh, 6855 South Emerald, E-M-E-R-A-L-D, Emerald.
1: Okay. And what city is that?
0: That's in Chicago.
1: Okay. All right. Is there a phone number or something?
0: I didn't get that contact number, but I will reiterate okay. it. i reannounce it tomorrow, and I have that phone number for you tomorrow for anybody who wants to get tickets in the surrounding cities, uh, uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, et cetera.
1: Okay, so that's November the 2nd from 2 to 6 p.m., and it's at 6855 South Emerald, and that's Chicago.
0: Right, and there will be refreshments sold, uh, and there will be free parking. We have extensive parking there, so you don't have to worry about uh, parking on the street or anything. We've got an enclosed uh, parking space there, so there's enough parking for hundreds of cars. So you don't have to worry about that either. And, and again, I'm really looking forward to this because this is the first time I've had the opportunity to sit down with these two brothers. All three of us are from Chicago, but we've been so busy in our own walks that we haven't had the opportunity to sit down with each other. So it's an extreme pleasure for somebody like me to have the opportunity to sit down, you know, amongst these two giant brothers, and I do mean giants, okay? I ain't got to tell nobody about Blair or Professor Williams. Uh, They are men men among men There's no question about it Yes
1: And uh, I just want the listeners to know That we will be back on for part 2 Tomorrow at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time 8 o'clock Chicago Time So join us tomorrow And uh, Robert X will be Doing a uh, part 2 Of uh, this valuable Information So we are definitely Not Sleep and we're not in the dark. And Robert X, I want to thank you for joining us again this week. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to, look to you tomorrow.
0: I can't wait till tomorrow, sister. We're going to wrap it up real nicely for our people.
1: Okay, and thank you again. Peace and much love. Hotel, sister. Hotel. Until tomorrow.
2: Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Enjoy!
1: Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive through, tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal.